The gifts of the Spirit are critical to know and to understand. Now, I would submit to you that we have often operated in the gifts. We've been careful. I know that Tammy and I have been careful to um, speak of them um, in cautious tones. Much like I would be cautious to speak about the will of God. Years ago, I can remember someone telling me about the will of God. I remember people in my childhood threw around the term, it's the will of God. And it became so frequent that the will of God started to roll off people's tongues like will of God, will of God. It was a guy, will of God. Who is will of God? Who is he? And so what happened was sometimes good-hearted people, sometimes manipulative people would use the term, this is the will of God. Um, And when that starts to happen, we negate spiritual authority and we actually dumb down what the actual will of God is. So before I ever tell you what the will of God is, I'm going to declare what the Bible says the will of God is. So I can always use scripture. It's the Lord's will that all be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. That's the will of God. It's the will of God for you to be saved. Now that's pretty general, isn't it? It's the will of God for you to obey the scripture. That's the will of God. Um, Paul wrote that we have to prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. And what was that? Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. There's the will of God for you. Now you might say, well, pastor, what's my specific, what's God's specific will for my life? Well, that's something that you seek out after. Now there are times when the Lord will tell me what is not his will for your life. And I will sometimes give you that directive. I may not tell you it's not God's will, but I'll tell you this is not good. You shouldn't do that. But before I invoke that will of God, you can just rest assured, if I ever say it, it is from God's own voice to your ears. And I'll just be a conduit. It, happens so, it, ha- it, is, it has happened so infrequent over the course of my ministry that I can remember the times when I said, this is the will of God. Because I don't believe that we should be casting around specific will of God comments into the lives of people. Be very careful. Because when you say this is the will of God, it means you're quoting him. When you say it's the will of God, you're quoting him. Be very careful before you put that on someone. God told me to tell you, did he? You better be right. As I've told you in times past, in the Old Testament, if the prophet was wrong, they stoned him. So you don't practice prophecy and you don't practice saying the will of God. So just as I am cautious about this, I'm also cautious about um, not exposing but making great, uh, maybe even the fanfare over the gifts of the Spirit. I want them to operate. I see them operating and they've operated for many, many years. 
but they operate in different ways. And I'm careful because who they operate through can be a detriment to the person who is using them. Why? Because flesh rises up inside of us and then it blocks the operation of the spirit. So, boy, when I laid hands on them, they were healed. This God's been using me to heal people. All of a sudden, now you've just stopped that gift from being used because the flesh rises up. So I, would, I want to be cautious as, and careful. Some trepidation as we shine light on who it is that's being used. I want to give more credence to what is happening for the body. Does everyone understand, pastors, view here? Now, listen, other people might have a different view. That's fine. That's just the way I roll. I thought that was kind of good, but maybe not. I, I've kind of helped you with your handout so that if you take this home, once again, you can have a standalone lesson, and this will help you even if you don't hear the podcast or revisit this. And I'm, I want you just to pay attention to your handout. The gifts of the Spirit are both supernatural and divinely ordered from God. As in all things pertaining to the Holy Scripture, God has ordained spiritual tools. Now I say tools because they're not natural tools. They're spiritual tools. They're not physical. And he's ordained them for the use of the church in order to solidify and build his church. Now, pause right there and just remember that these gifts are spiritual gifts and they are used for the benefit of the body, not for the benefit of the individual using them. They're not magic things, tricks that we use outside of the body. That's not God's intended purpose. Within the realm of the kingdom, I'm on your script, are spiritual weapons. As Paul wrote, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. When we first began our spiritual disciplines, we were talking about spiritual warfare and the weapons of our, of our battle. Now, I understand where I'm at tonight. This is a Wednesday night. I'm teaching. I don't want you to consider this dry, but I want you to consider this as foundational concepts. We go from here to operating in the spirit. We can do it right here tonight, or it might be Sunday, or it might be a month from now, or it might be wherever you are in your life. You need to have the knowledge and equipped with the scripture to operate in the gifts of the spirit. These are supernatural gifts of the spirit. And they'll operate in your life, but you have to become accustomed to them. They may be operating in your life already. You didn't know they were because you didn't know what they were. So... Your weapons are not carnal. A couple weeks from now, if you can remember, pay attention to the bulletin. Not this Sunday, pay attention to the bulletin. Because the carnal man cannot operate in the spiritual realm. No way. Because the spirit doesn't operate in spiritual gifts through the carnal mind because the carnal mind is enmity against God and that word enmity actually translates as hostile against God carnality cannot understand the things of the spirit and your weapons are not carnal fleshly 
They're not filled with lust or pride, but they are mighty through God. They are supernatural, divinely ordered, ordained, and they pull down strongholds. So just so you know that there are tools that God has given to us in the church. And the early church operated in these things on a very um, frequent, pretty frequent basis as we see in the scripture. This is a reminder of what the gifts are not used for, or they should not be used for. Spiritual gifts are not meant to replace preaching. And everybody said amen. The spiritual gifts should never attempt to replace the preached word of God. They complement the word and they are the benefit of the people. But they are not to usurp the preached word of God. Now, if the word's not being preached, then there is no meat, no bread. But I have a suspicion (laughs) that the word is being preached. I am assuming that it is. I'm praying. If it's not, I'm working on it. Spiritual insight is never in conflict with the gospel's message of the established word of God. So you cannot have a spiritual insight that would detract from the gospel. 1 Corinthians 15 verses 1 through 4. I want to remind you of the gospel. How Jesus died, was buried, rose again on the third day. Spiritual insight never, ever is in conflict with the gospel's message that's already been established. No way. If that's the case, then it's not spiritual insight. And, And what I've found out is through the years, people who appear spiritual or have been used in spiritual gifts can sometimes drift over into carnality and use something that looks like spiritual gifts to to refute or dilute the gospel's message. How sad that is. And it's confusing for the saints. Letter C. Spiritual gifts are not a substitute for spiritual authority. So I know that this is a little self-serving. I, I Pardon me, I, I don't... I mean, I guess we could have a, a, a guest preacher come and teach this, you know, this point. You'll just have to allow me access and, and, and I hope you understand my heart. Um, if you don't know my heart, you know, I don't know. I, I just go back to the song, If You Don't Know Me By Now. <laughs> Let's sing it. I'd like the choir to do that. But I have been around too long. I've grown up under the pew. My mother brought me to church. I slept under the pew. I worshiped on the pew. We played and prayed. And I've watched through the years, 51 years of this, watched through the years, the ebb and flow of the spiritual gifts. Some of them were used so profoundly But whenever they were used, they were always in conjunction or in harmony with the spiritual authority around them. When Sister Kendra Schock got up and prophesied two Sunday nights ago, if you heard her prophesy, she did not get up and say what she wanted to say. 
on her own. Long before she ever got up, she, she pulled me aside and said, Pastor, I need you to allow me to, to do whatever you want me to do. What do you want me to do? And I said, I felt that moment, you have a word when they call for you, you get up and speak the word. And she said, I am submissive to you. And afterwards, I don't, I don't know if I should share this, but I think it's important for you to know. After that night, after the seven prophecies that she gave, she emailed me and said, Pastor, I hope I'm praying that I was under your authority. I never want to deviate because she understands spiritual authority has to be in, con- that spiritual gifts have to be in conjunction and in harmony with spiritual authority. You know what that told me? Her prophecy was real. Her words were right because she was operating in the gifts of the Holy Ghost with the word of prophecy for the church under the authority that's over her. How beautiful is that? It's the perfect example of how this is supposed to be. I didn't have the word, but I gave access. And when I gave access, the Holy Spirit gave her the words to speak. And when she spoke the words, guess what it did to me? I rejoiced at the word and said, that is the word of God. And when I got the email, it was only confirmed. She's not a standalone individual trying to be an island to herself. She's not autonomous. She's working in harmony with the Holy Ghost. And what it tells me for the body, look out body, look out church. We just heard the word of prophecy. Remember what the word of prophecy was because it's going to make its, its manifestation right here in our church. Amen. It's not a substitute. That's not a substitute. It's not a substitute. Letter D. Spiritual gifts used in their proper place and in order should never lead to an independent thought. This is very difficult for American people. The American congregation struggles with independent thought. The Brazilians and the Filipinos and the Chinese, they don't struggle with this. No. Many of the Latin American countries, they don't struggle with what we struggle with. We don't struggle with this. We struggle with this. They don't. This is seen in all religions of the world. Only the American Catholic is liberal. The rest of Catholics in the world are not liberal. They obey and abide by the words of the Pope. Only the American Catholic has an independent thought. And they reject the cardinals, Mother Teresa, and all the popes. So when they speak against abortion, the American Catholic says, No, we believe in the Holy Mother, but we're not going to obey you. And I call them cafeteria Catholics. But we have cafeteria Pentecostals too. And it happens in America because we have relished the independent thought. It was, it was born into us. It's bred into us. It's baked into our brain. But you go around the world, all the people outside the world are westernized countries. Europe is much like us. Many parts of the Europe are just like us. You take those more affluent places, they love their independent thought. So nobody is going to tell them anything. I just want you to know that the gifts of the Spirit, these supernatural gifts, should never lead us to an independent thought. Well, I'll tell you what I think. Or this is what I think we should do. Or the Lord spoke to me and here's the direction we should go. This independent thought crippled the children of Israel time and again. With independent thoughts, they murmured against Moses. They took issue with the men of God. They eventually stoned their prophets. They built groves, high places, and, and carved out Asherah poles because they had independent thought absent of the law of the Lord. 
Do you know half the battle that I, that I go through here? Do you know half the battle? I am preaching against the cultural norms of society. That is, that is seeping into the lives of the people who come into our church. All of us. Because I'm not just trying to, I'm trying to get to the scripture. Before we can ever get to the scripture, we got to have the music. we got to have the worship because we almost have to detox, decompress from the news. From work, from the language that we hear, from all the curse words, all the filth of the world. And then we, it's difficult. You want to get into the Holy of Holies? Well, you got to pass through the altar of sacrifice first. No one goes right into the Holy of Holies. You got to have sacrifice. You got to wash. You go through the holy place. The bread, the incense, the candlestick. You got to go. Before you get into the Holy of Holies, there, there is a process to get there. So just as it is then, as it was then, now it is now. We have to get through all the grime to sacrifice our lives, our thoughts. And I will even say it, the independent thought is contrary to the unity of the body. It's, it's a powerful a powerful block in the spirit and so I promote something that's not that's not always spoken about but I promote it the unity of the body I don't have an opinion about everything and I'm concerned about people who have opinions about everything I don't need to have an opinion why I'm not engrossed in that I don't really care about a sports franchise or a politician do you realize what's going to happen Six or seven months from now, it's going to be all, there's going to be two billion dollars spent trying to grab your attention on a politician. Two billion dollars. You're going to be so inundated. There's going to be threats. There's going to be crazy stuff going on. Let me just tell you, get in the word, block out all that mess. Be spiritual people of the most high God. You can have a thought about a politician, but don't let it consume your every waking moment. Don't let it consume everything that you're doing. It's, it's, it's critical that I, that I take into captivity every thought to the knowledge of Jesus Christ so that I know what the Lord wants me to do. And I've submitted this a thousand times and I'll do it a thousand times again that the world, that the devil probably doesn't want us to remove God entirely. He just wants us to have options to the Lord. Amen. In addition to the purpose of these divinely, think of this, think of these divinely ordered, appointed gifts. It's critical for us to note that God gives them to us and these are access to his will for the body of the church. So I offer the next three of the nine. We spoke about the first three. Let's talk about the next three. We're going to call them power gifts. These are the power gifts. I'll tell you why we consider them power gifts. The first power gift is the gift of faith. It's the gift of faith. The second power gift is the working of miracles. And the third is is, or would be the gifts of healing. These are the power gifts. So it's the gift of faith, the working of miracles, and the gifts of healing. Now, we'll just cover a few main points here. You see, these power gifts 
they work in conjunction with one another. So one actually leads to the other. And we'll, we'll talk about that. They, they are often overt. They're, they're out in the open. They can be seen by everybody. So believers, non-believers, they're, they're, they're out there in the open. Whereas the word of wisdom or the word of knowledge or discerning of spirits could be very private. Those first three gifts, they could be internal. They, they're not always seen. In fact, maybe even discerning of spirits is rarely seen or rarely talked about. Unless you would purposely talk to someone, you, you, you could have or be used in the discerning of spirits or discernment and not even tell anyone. But the gift of faith and the working of miracles and the gifts, various gifts of healing, um, they... They work in conjunction with one another, and they're very overt. And finally, the working of miracles and the gifts of healing are both for the benefit of the body, and they're also a witness to the unbeliever. So when Jesus said to the man, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee, the Pharisees were distraught. And they said, well, who are you to forgive this man? Now, this is an incredible thing. Four friends tore off the roof, lowered their friend down. When he saw their faith, not the man's faith, saw their faith, he said to the man, son, thy sins be forgiven thee. Man is still on his bed, on his cot. His legs are still withered. But Jesus went for the primary And they didn't know he had the power to speak the primary. And the primary, ladies and gentlemen, is that you would be saved. The secondary is that you would be healed. Now, how is it that we always seek after the secondary and we shun the primary? It'd be better for you to go to heaven lame, halt, withered, blind than to go to hell whole. It'd be better for you to go to heaven messed up, wounded, scarred up, than to go to heaven without any blemishes on your body. It'd be better for you to go to heaven poor and have no success in this world but walk on streets of gold for eternity than to be down here and have everything you want and everything going well but you're lost forever. It'd be better for you to be broken and at the altar every Sunday than for you to be self-contained, self-sufficient and have no affiliation with prayer. Amen. I feel good about that. I think I want to preach it a little bit. I think I want to tell you about your trouble. Your trouble is only meaning to get you closer to the Lord Most High God. Your issue is only meaning to bring you into the church. Some of you could not even make it unless you had trouble. But the trouble that you've had in your life, the struggle you had, this bringing you closer to the cross of Calvary. If the Lord removed all that struggle, you probably wouldn't pray. I know a host of people who stopped praying after their healing came. Because they loved and they relished the secondary, but they didn't understand the primary. And the Lord wants to say, your sins are forgiven you. And you're saying, yeah, but I really wanted to be healed. And he's saying to you, you're going to die. Lazarus, keep your grave clothes because you're going to need them one more time. If you're raised from the dead, you're going to die again. But there is a time when the archangel is going to come, when the voice of God's going to be heard, and the Lord himself is going to send forth a shout. And that's the most important primary of your life. I don't care if you're healed of cancer. I hope you are, but I'd rather you be saved. I hope you're healed of diabetes, but I'd rather you go to heaven. I hope your money will, be, will straighten out and you'll get what you want, but I'd rather you love the Lord and shout and worship and pray. I've been praying this prayer. Oh, Lord, it's happening. I'm, 
I'm praying this prayer. Heal them or reveal them. Uh huh. Everybody who wants to get married, I want to be healed or I want to be revealed before I say, I now pronounce you. If you're a crook, I want you to be revealed before we, before we tie the knot. That's right. I want you to be healed, but if you're not going to be healed, I want you to be revealed so we all know. That's a, that's a, that's a wolf in sheep's clothing right there. Before I put anybody in a place of authority, I want them to be healed or I want them to be revealed. I want your life to be whole with the Lord Jesus Christ or I want you to be seen for who you really are. (laughs) I don't know. See, I've lost my filter. I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just praying the prayers. I've got to pray. I don't have time. I don't have time to go back and mess around. We, this, the kingdom work is at hand. We got to have a flow of the Holy Ghost in the church. People need to be delivered. We've got to have, we got to have power with the Holy Ghost. God is not going to work through a carnal congregation. He's never once in the history of mankind. He will have no dealing with the carnality and lust and pride and sin. He's calling for a pure church. He ain't calling a church up to heaven with splot. He ain't calling the church up to heaven with wrinkles or blemishes. He's calling for a separated, godly church, holy, called out, separated, holiness group of people. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm in the book. So I just talking to you a little bit about these incredible, incredible gifts, what they lead to, these overt things, this primary, it's the primary. And the Lord wants to show us these things, but he really wants people to obey the gospel. The gospel. The death, the burial, resurrection. The Bible says that many, even in the New Testament, many priests became obedient to the gospel. They became obedient to the gospel. How do you obey the gospel? What do you do to obey the gospel? You die, you're buried, and you rise again. That's the gospel. How do I die? I repent. How am I buried? In water. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. That's what Jesus said. He that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them believe. They'll speak with new tongues. Just as Philip was preaching in the, in, the, in the city of Samaria and Peter and John came down and laid hands on them. The Bible says, for none of them had, been, had received the Holy Ghost because Jesus, only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And he, they laid hands on them and the Bible said they received the Holy Ghost speaking tongues. Paul didn't leave anybody alone. He found believers that had not received the Holy Ghost in Acts 19. He didn't say, well, you're a believer. I'll just, I'll just let you go on your way. You're good with me. No, it wasn't good with him. He said, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? So every believer needs the baptism of the Holy Ghost. If it were not so, Paul would have let them be who they were. But he said, all the believers, come on, I'm, I'm, I'm going to show you something great. Because you add your faith virtue. You add your faith patience and long-suffering. You add your faith every day. I want to add a little bit to your faith. Add water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. Add the influence of the Holy Ghost to your faith. Primaries. And then comes this overt thing. And Jesus said, just to prove to you that I have power to forgive sins. Let me show you what I'm going to do. Take up your bed and walk. That's what he said. So these power gifts are overt. They're for a witness. People can see them. And they're a witness to the unbeliever that the doctrine of Jesus Christ is true. Many people, many people believed 
his doctrine because they saw his miracle. Amen. I'm just going to tell you, something's going to happen in this church. And it's going to happen for a witness to the unbeliever. When the miracle that we've been praying for or the miracles that we've been seeking God for happen. It's going to be a powerful witness to the unbeliever. And, or the people that are believers, but they haven't come all the way. When they see the miracle, they won't be able to deny the doctrine. Now you think the miracle might be for your benefit. I think the miracle is for a witness. I'm praying, Lord, let there be a witness so that when Alex Hutchins receives his sight, it's a witness to the unbeliever or the people on the outside. God doesn't have to prove his miracle power to me. I already believe. He don't have to show me anything new for me to believe. I'm already settled. I know who my Lord is. He's the Lord of my life. He, the Lordship has already been established. But what's going to happen is when we see the miracles, signs and wonders, it's going to be an overt thing. And the world and the city is going to know something's going on there. I got to check it out. Amen. Amen. Come on, somebody say amen. You ought to put down your papers and your pens and just clap to God as an offering and affirmation of the word. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Where you're sitting right now, just pray, Lord, let the miracles come as a witness of the divine order. Let the secondaries prove the primary. Let the miracles prove the gospel. Let there be a witness in the spirit through the miracle signs and wonders, Lord, that the word of God is true and the gospel of Jesus Christ is right. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we pray. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Let these powerful gifts, the working of miracles and the gifts of healing be a display that the gospel of Jesus Christ, the apostolic doctrine is real and true. In the name of Jesus, we pray. I want people to, to, to recall, they prayed for me in Jesus' name. I might as well get baptized in Jesus' name. <laughs> yes. Amen. Oof. I'm just about to stop right now. I don't even know if I can go further. I know there's a spiritual battle taking place. I know there's a spiritual battle. It's a, it's a battle for our faith to believe or not to believe. The devil knows this better than we know. He knows that if faith erupts in this house and the, and the gifts, spiritual gifts start to be manifest, he knows it's going to lead to the reception of the apostolic doctrine. He wouldn't care if we're healed as long as nobody knows. He wouldn't care if there's miracles as long as it doesn't lead to salvation. He'll give you healing as long as you're not saved. But the Lord wants to save somebody. The devil would like to give you stuff and give you things, but it's as long as you're not saved. I'd rather be saved than healed, but I believe the healing is going to be for the benefit of the salvation of people. I'm having a tough time because I know the devil's trying to hold back all the faith. If he can put doubt and skepticism in your mind, he can keep people from accepting the doctrine. I want to I want to say there's a called out people there's a godly people there's a separated people and we're about to shine we're not we're going to shine through the operation of the gifts of the holy spirit Out of your mouth you ought to just extol the word of God and the name of God and just say Lord show us so it will be a sign and a witness Oh 
tell you how powerful this is. The devil has been waging this war for a long, long time. Because when the disciples walked past the blind man, they said, who was, who sinned that this man was born blind? And Jesus said, nobody sinned. But so that the, so that the works of God might be manifest in him and he healed him. And when they brought him, the Pharisees said, Don't, just give praise to God. This man didn't heal you. It was God. And the man said, whether he's a sinner or no, I know not. One thing I do know, as I was blind, now I see. What was that? They were trying to diffuse the deity and the authority of Jesus Christ because they knew they could say nothing against the man that was healed. Hear me. When there are people healed, the world can't say anything against it. They've got to accept that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. They've got to accept that. Just on the basis of our doctrine, this whole city can confront us. They can take one scripture and fight our scripture. Scripture against scripture. You've had it in your own family. They can argue and debate all day long. But what they cannot debate is when the blind see and the deaf hear and the lame walk and the dumb talk and cancer is healed and there's deliverance. And when that opens up, the doctrine has a clear path. So I'm not teaching just so we can have knowledge. I'm teaching so we can have the authority of the Holy Ghost. We want the primary. And Lord, if you'll open up the gifts of the Spirit and the power gifts, then it will be an overt sign to the unbeliever. I just had a little vision of the news getting back to the two doctors that stood at the bedside of Alex Hutchin when they had to reveal to Larry and Lori we've pinched off the optic nerve there's no blood flowing to the optic nerve I want to see their faces when they hear the witness of a healing I want to see the faces of the people that you've been talking to about your miracle and your need when they realize you're not struggling with that anymore you've been delivered by the power of the Holy Ghost I want to witness in the Holy Ghost they're going to have to say there's something about the name of Jesus they're going to have to admit something about that name there's something going on there I don't know what it is but what I know is they were blind but now they see they were sick but now they're healed they were lame but now they're walking Somebody tell me why. I'll tell you why. So that the works of God might be made manifest in them. So the works of God might be manifest in you. What are they for? Because his will is for all to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Ah. I'm not seeking after signs. I'm seeking after baptisms. I'm seeking after altars of repentance. 
I'm seeking after the miracle of the gift of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking other tongues. But I know it's already been established in the scripture for the doctrine of Jesus Christ to be believed in the world. It may have to be that miracle signs and wonders open up in the body of Jesus Christ, not just for the benefit of the body. Hear me. You can still go to heaven in your crippled and your hurt condition, but for the witness to your families, I believe the Lord wants to do a miracle in your life just so it can be a witness to your family, not so you can be better, but so you can be a witness and when it happens to you you ought to rear back your shoulders you ought to say let me tell you about my God let me tell you about my name let me tell you about the name which is above every other name let me tell you about the gospel of Jesus Christ listen if we don't get to the primary then there's no need for the secondary. If we don't get to the gospel, then there's no need for all this other stuff going on. But I believe that God has a plan. He has a plan. I'll tell you what we're going to do. Stand right now. We're going to lift up our hands and our hearts. We're going to pray. Here's what we're going to pray. Are you ready? We're going to pray that souls would be saved. Pray souls would be saved. Pray it right now. Lord, save everybody that I know. Let souls be saved. The prophecy went forth of 500 next June. Souls would be saved. Everybody say amen. Everybody said amen. Put your hands down. Now we're going to pray. Lord, let miracle signs and wonders open up so that souls will receive the gospel. Let it have speak out the people that you want to be healed so that they be a witness of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Come on, out of your mouth. Say, Lord, let there be a miracle happen in the lives of people around me. Name their names, whoever they are, so that people would be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. In Jesus' name, I pray. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. I'm praying the prayer in Jesus' name. Right now, I pray the prayer in Jesus' name. Lord, for every miracle, every need that we've ever had, Lord, not for our own benefit, not so we can feel better about ourselves, Lord, but there can be a powerful witness of the apostolic doctrine in the city of Terre Haute. Let the gospel of Jesus Christ fill the city of Terre Haute and let the open door, let the doors be opened up through the miracles that happen, the supernatural wonders and miracles that will happen in the name of Jesus, I pray. Let, let there be signs among the people. Let there be wonders among the people. I pray for the glory of you, for your glory, so that you can gain more glory, so that the people in this city can know who you are, so they can trust and receive and be baptized in your saving name, I pray it in Jesus' name. Yes, 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 yes. You probably should just turn off the live feed. <laughs> I feel the Holy Ghost here now. He wants to do a great work here in this house. <laughs> 
His will is for all to be saved. Whatever way you want to do that, Lord. I believe you're going to open up. You did it in the New Testament. You did it among the early church. You did it among Peter, James, and John. You did it with Paul and Silas. You did it with Barnabas. You did it with the disciples. I'm praying in the name of Jesus. Let there be a miracle in this house right now. In the name of Jesus. Let the Holy Ghost fall, Lord, I pray. The devil is trying to steal our joy. He's trying to steal our faith, Lord. He wants us to get sidetracked, but I'm praying right now. Let your word go forth that the works of God might be made manifest in our lives so that the gospel can be heard and received among people in Jesus' name. I'd like to have a Bible study, but I think we're just moving to the Holy Ghost. This is exactly what we want. We're moving to the Holy Ghost. So wherever you are, you got 10 minutes and I'll let you go. But here's what we're going to do. We're just going to move in the Holy Ghost. We're going to pray in the Holy Ghost. And I want you to pray. Let there be miracles in my life so that I can be a witness of the gospel. Yes, 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 yes. For the purpose of your church. Let your works be made manifest in our lives. There's a reason, Lord, for every affliction. Lord, let the reason of the affliction, let it be known among the unbeliever and the doubter and the skeptic. Let them run to the house. Let them run to the gospel. Let them run to the waters of baptism. Let them call on your name. Yes, 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 yes. Let's just pray right now that it would open up to this church. Come on, just pray. Pray right now that the gift of faith would open up to this church. Pray for the gift of faith. Just pray for faith. If you don't know how to pray for the gift of faith, just pray for faith. Just say, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Help me to cast out all doubt and skepticism, Lord. Help me believe in things I cannot see and cannot imagine. Help me believe in things that are impossible because with men it is impossible. But with God, all things are possible, I prayed in Jesus' name. I'm believing right now. I'm praying against depression and anxiety and oppression and grief and wounded spirits, Lord. But the only way I can pray that prayer is if you'll open up the joy joy of the Holy Ghost in this house. If you'll open up laughter, let the bones that you've broken, let them rejoice against, I pray. Oh Lord, purge us, Lord, of all the corrupt things in the world and give us an endowment of the Holy Spirit, Lord, I pray. Lord, we, we've we're sorry for being carnal we don't want to be carnal we don't want to be carnally minded Lord we want to be a holy people we want to be a righteous people we want you to use us for your glory we want you to use us for your glory Lord use the church Lord so that your gospel message can be heard the Lord is in this house right now and he's doing miracles right now where I'm standing that's it that's it that's it that's it
I feel the Holy Ghost here right now. I feel the Holy Spirit just moving in this house. It's a powerful move of the Spirit. He's saving. He's here to restore. Look, just move out of your seat right here. And just, I don't know where you want to go, but you, you got to just move out and let the Spirit lead you. We're going to be a spiritual church. We got to have a move of God. We got to groan for it and yearn for it. This is a moment for our lives. Yes, 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 yes. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. That's right. Reach out. Reach out to the Lord. Grab your brother. That's right. In the name of Jesus, Lord. Oh, for the glory of God. Let there be a miracle. Let there be a miracle. Open up overt things. Readily seen. Known. Testified about. Give us a witness, Lord. Give us a witness, Lord. Ah, yeah, yeah,